So I was like, they don't really need those chairs. They're just probably out here for one night. We need those chairs. And it was funny because we brought all that cash with us because <laughs> we weren't spent sure. spent a dime of it. And we never spent any of it, but we kept being like, do you think we could just pay him like 20 bucks in cash and then like 20 minutes in the chair? Like that probably would be worth it because I started thinking, man, I would love to rest my spine against something. I don't want to support that all the time. Freeloader. <laughs> yeah. I'm Carrie. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to the Two Sisters on Adventures podcast. As always, if you want to see any pictures or videos from the things that we talk about today, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Two Sisters on Adventures with a two, like the number. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about our trip over Pinchot Pass. We had a lot of discussion about the correct pronunciation. According to Google, it is Pinchot. Molly thought that maybe it was Pinch It. Um, because well, I said pin shot, pin but, shot, pinch but, but it, pinch I, it pass. I really think it's pin show. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we've had some back and forth and I just want to, if you think it's pin shot, what did you say? Pinch it? Pin shot. Pin shot? If you think it's pin shot, um, just every time you start hearing the word come out of my mouth, say pin shot. And then that way it'll, it'll be right either way. <laughs> I don't like to be wrong. Yeah. Ah, just kidding. I love being wrong. Right. Right, Molly? Right. Right about that? Right. So wrong. <laughs> so that day started out, we were in a valley in between, you know, there was like two our, our towering... Yeah, it okay. was like the south fork of the Kings yeah. River. Yeah, and it was like these two towering walls of granite <laughs> on either side. It was so cold. Yeah. In fact, wow. one of our um, co-campers <laughs> um, said that when they sat up in the morning, their sleeping bag cracked because they had a little bit of water dripping through their tent. And it froze into ice. So nice it's sheen of yeah, ice. In I'd the say morning. thus began the truly, truly yeah. cold mornings because the other mornings were cold, but these were the mornings where it was like, man, it's icy oh, now. It. So our tent was covered with water when we went to bed, mm-hmm. and we were hoping it was gonna dry out. I don't and, know why we were hoping that. In fact, I wrote that in my journal. <laughs> I said, hopefully our tent dries out tonight. And it turns out when we woke up, the tent was. Totally encased in frost. Yeah. Like, so much so that the rain fly was actually, like, sagging and mm-hmm. laying onto yeah, the tent itself. Yeah, it was so heavy. it was heavy with frost. Mm-hmm. And when I looked out, I think it was my side, you know, I, you're like, your alarm goes off, my alarm goes off yeah. every five minutes from 5.30 yeah, a.m. Basically. on. And it was just so cold. I didn't want to get up. But I did unzip the tent just to try to see what it was like out there. And the rainfly, the zipper had actually separated, um, like for two feet from the bottom of the rainfly up, uh, because I think the frost got into the teeth of the zipper yeah, and it actually separated, separated it. it. And so, I mean, we could just like zip it back, like up and down and it was fine, yeah. but that was just the extent to which it had frozen overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we had kind of wanted to leave early that morning because we knew we had maybe like a 20-mile day in store, possibly. We were wanting to go from our campsite to Ray Lakes, and actually we wanted to go um, when we had met Matt and Peter at Red's Meadow. They had told us about this place called um, the Forty Lakes Basin, I believe, and they said it's just so beautiful up there, but it's above Ray Lakes, and Mm -hmm. so we were thinking, okay, we got to really get up early and push and it just did not happen. I mean, <laughs> even Chantel, who is a pretty early leaver, I feel like she kind of left late that morning because it was so cold. It's yeah. like, you, it's impossible to do anything with your fingers. You just yeah. don't want to go anywhere. 
And um, Sophia also just, like, did not leave early. We were all just kind of in camp going yeah. slow, and we didn't leave until 9. I wrote that it was, you know, hard to get out of our sleeping bags because it was so cold. And then it was just, like, so incredibly cold while making breakfast. I wrote that no one's hands seemed to work very well because we were all so cold. And it was true. It was... Your fingers were frozen to the point where I it's like opening a bear can or, like you know, even setting up the jet boil and all of those things were just difficult. And then of course, because it had rained on us, I don't know. Why were our gloves wet? I think my gloves just never dried out from the rain. That's why I would not necessarily recommend the ones I have, but I didn't regret having them. You know, like they just were damp forever after that. Yeah. So it was, it was quite the process to leave camp. And then we finally did hit the trail at Mm -hmm, mm 9am and I don't know if the sun had even hit us at that point. I think maybe it hadn't. I think we kept being like, maybe it'll be here soon. And then it was just (laughs) like, you know, moving is the best way to warm up your body. Honestly, so honestly. we kind of just got going and right away in the morning, you know, we kind of crossed that little river and then there was some elevation gain right away that just felt really rough. Yeah. And I will say this day was like physically super rough for me. Yeah. And I think it was, I don't know that people would consider Pinchot like a very difficult pass, but that's probably why it was so hard because mm-hmm. I was prepared for Mather to be hard. I was prepared for, mm-hmm. you know, all these other passes to be hard. But when I was going up Pinchot, I was like, eh, I'm just going to bop on up this easy little pass. And I, I was just like dying. I yeah. feel like the whole way up, I would kind of be like, I got to sit and I got to rest and I just can't make it. And I, I feel like I finally kept being like, I just need to break out candy because I don't know if I'm just like <laughs> having a real sugar low or yeah. what, but I was not having a very good go of it that morning and i would agree that it almost seems like pin show was the toughest pass I know, for me of is, the entire kind of hike funny. and i think you know we had built up mather in our mind as being yeah. really tough we were thinking about how forester was going to be difficult mm-hmm. and pin, pin show we just reserved is like well that will be our easy pass yeah and unfortunately when you go into it with that expectation in hiking especially through hiking it's never going to be easy. Yeah. Um, and so it was a, it was a slog to get up there. It was four miles and 2000 feet of elevation. Not that bad. Our packs were, you know, much lighter than they were when we had just resupplied. Yeah. But, oh gosh, it was work. Yeah. It was a day that just like did not feel great. It was really sunny though. Like once we actually got up there and out of the trees and I feel like it was kind of one of those things where it felt like things were turning to fall because like the little vines on the ground were kind of turning red, which is super pretty. And I remember the moon was out because yeah. we could. it was, like, reflected in that really still lake in the yeah. granite. So there was definitely some of those just really beautiful moments. It was and a crisp, like, sunny, fairly cool morning, but it was so gorgeous. And at this point, it was September 15th. So, yeah. I mean, you're halfway to October. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we were just fortunate that it hadn't been as cold as it was that day like every single day we were on the trail Mm -hmm. and we met a guy and he was hiking northbound I believe and he had camped kind of up by the lakes I think right below Pinchot Pass Mm -hmm. and so we were asking him like oh were you freezing last Mm -hmm. night because we were so cold our tent was frozen and he was like no it wasn't that bad. I know. I'm like, <laughs> the sun probably, A, was hitting his tent yes. at, like, 7 in the morning. Yes. And the lake probably, honestly, was holding the warmth there better. So, yeah. realistically, if the weather is, like, not going to be hailing or rainy or something like that, probably if you can get to a spot where you can be by a lake and you could have early morning sun, 
that's probably a more ideal spot to camp, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's advantageous, yeah. I'm sure, for actually drying things out. Yeah. So, um, after that long slog up the pass, and honestly, I feel like it was, like, annoying where we would see marmots <laughs> that are, like, da 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 or something. Like, not marmots, I guess. Maybe it was just squirrels. Yeah, the squirrels are really going oh, wild. Oh, yeah. So, this area, I think, um, kind of is more adjacent to a well-trafficked area. Yeah. Because I feel like we didn't see anyone in between Pinchot, Hardly, and Mather. But then once you get on the other side, you kind of get more towards the Ray Lake Sloop. Yeah. And so, I don't know if there's more just fat squirrels running around. <laughs> But I feel like it would just felt so insulting. You'd see them like sprinting up the pass, and I was just like, I you're could like, just lay down you're here. You're an obese squirrel, and you're just like flying between these rocks. And yeah. here I'm like doing the thing that Carrie says never to do: finding a spot a hundred feet yeah, down the trail honestly, and saying honestly, I'm going to walk to it and stand yeah, there for a minute. That's truly how <laughs> it was. <laughs> and on it, people do pin show and Glen in a day. And like they'll do the double. That's what we thought we were going to do. I think our plan was going to be yeah. to do Mather and pin yeah. show in a day. And it's like uh, probably good that we didn't because yeah. for whatever reason, I just could not. Pin show, even though it was so difficult <laughs> for us to climb <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Um, was a really fun one that we sat and rested at the yes. top of because it's kind of I don't know it just had a really beautiful view. It's kind of another one where you have that grad that climb up on one side and kind of the sheer looking drop off on the other. And at the top, it was so fun. There were these two Englishmen who were just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. They were probably like in their fifties or sixties, and they were doing some sort of a they were doing kind of a make your own trail situation thing. I wasn't clear on exactly what they were doing, but they were talking about the squirrels, and they were just being so hilarious. They were imitating them. They were being like, "Oi, I'm a fat squirrel. I gotta get whatever in your pack, mate. I'm so obese. Look at me lumber along with my little tiny chipmunk arms." And I feel like we were just laughing and yeah. laughing, and they were talking about like the different cheeses that they were bringing yes. and, and what they were gonna eat when they finally got home. <laughs> and then when they finally left, uh, two sisters actually showed up yeah. at the top as well, and they were super nice. And they also really cracked me up because the younger sister, <laughs> like the second she gets to the top of the pack or the pass, she reached into her pack and pulled out this gallon baggie just filled with candy like it was like Twizzlers nerds all these different <laughs> things and I got to visiting with her and she was like the worst mistake I ever made on my last through hike was not bringing enough candy and I'm not letting that happen again <laughs> and I remember <laughs> thinking when we went over Muir Pass that you know we were like probably the only people who were stuck in like the rain yeah but it turned out that the rain was a whole system yep. that covered pretty much I don't know a large swath of the trail because mm -hmm. the sisters were talking about how wherever they had been hiking it must Forrester. have been oh, they went okay. over Forrester I don't think so they they didn't even summit Whitney that day wow because they had wanted to summit Whitney but they said when they went over Forrester they like couldn't see anything yes um so they had like the same situation because I think it was four days it was worse though it was like three or four days because they so they went they started their journey it was cloudy they didn't summit Whitney because it was so incredibly like foggy and cloudy and bad weather they went over Forrester and they didn't see anything yeah and I feel like it was like they went over maybe the next pass and didn't see anything or no I think maybe on Gulit. I think they no. just talked about how they had they yeah, had hiked just in been rain so and clouds long. for yeah. a, a few days yeah. at least. And so they were just like absolutely thrilled to be in yeah. any place that was sunny. Honestly. But I just loved the gallon baggie of candy and I was <laughs> like, you know what, girl, get it. I really enjoyed Pinchot Pass. Once again, just like resting there felt yeah. so rewarding. And then uh, below on the south side of the pass, there are these beautiful lakes mm -hmm. um, in a basin. So it was really pretty to just observe all of that once again. Yeah. And then as we 
it was kind of sad because the British guys, they left, I feel yeah. like, within, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of, yeah. of us being there. Yeah. Um, and it would have been fun to visit with I them know. more. We were just so, I mean, I was just cracking up. And that's such a good <laughs> feeling where you just meet someone and, I don't know, the chipmunks were really fat. <laughs> I know. they And they started to get, like, their fingers Shatter. were so grubby. Yeah. They were ready to pounce at oh, a moment's notice. And it got even worse the closer we got to Ray yeah. Lakes. <laughs> uh, which is obviously an unfortunate commentary on people not... Um, yeah not taking care of their food around honestly, wildlife honestly but anyway it was kind of an interesting downhill and i think that day i just felt really tired because remember i think yeah. that after that i started telling you like i don't want to go super fast because yeah. physically i'm kind of at my limit and like i knew i could keep it up but i kept being like i want to enjoy this you know and i think once again we were still balancing between like two separate itineraries mm-hmm. i think on one of our itineraries we would have camped in the lakes below Pinchot. yeah yeah um, and then you know we we weren't really sure where we were going to camp and in my crazy mind you know i wanted to get to Ray Lakes, but I also knew that was going to be a 20 mile day yeah. and I wasn't sure if that was possible. And like, in reality, I wanted to go to the basin above Ray Lakes, which would have been like 22 miles. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of had decided like, we're just going to go as far as we feel like we can. Yeah. And then when we decide to stop, we're going to stop yeah. today. And so I think we did a solid like eight miles downhill, but I, I wrote kind of in my journal that it was tough for me. And realistically, right, other people might have just cruised, but it was, like, a little bit gravelly, so you had to kind of watch your footing. And it was something that was different in the Sierras for us because it was, like, shrubby there. You know, there was a lot of undergrowth and all that kind of stuff. There was really no tree cover, and you're in kind of a canyon-type situation. And the sun was so hot. Yeah. There weren't a lot of good water sources, actually, in my memory. There was kind of, like, some weird spots where the water ran on the trail. There was one little nice creek where we filled up and had our lunch and otherwise there was like another spot where we did a little rock hop that we could mm-hmm. fill up but that was like the two that really stick out as water yeah. sources to me and so it was just kind of like a really lengthy downhill I mean I think we were still having a pretty good time but it was just it was it kind of almost was a callback to going to Red's Meadow when it was like so so hot yeah and sunny it out. was a warm day no. and I think it was because we were in this canyon and so I don't really feel like there was too much of a breeze or anything no, there really and the wasn't. sun was just really bright and there mm-hmm. were no clouds that day and really we had several days with clouds after and that. And now I'm thinking about how I wrote in my journal that it was downhill, but I'm remembering the problem was it wasn't, right? You would go down pretty aggressively and then you'd have some stairs up. Yeah. So then it was kind of, you know, one of those things where you, you go over a pass and you're like, well, we're going all downhill until it's time to start with the uphill and yeah. be like, and it's down and it's up and it's down yeah. and it's up. And I'd be like, and then all the downhill was the stone cut stairs. Yes. And at this point I was getting quite tired of it. I was yeah. like, okay, JMT yeah. slash PCT. Yeah. This is a lot of stairs. Vibe. And, yep. and then it was, of course the stairs where then there's a thin layer of dirt and mm-hmm. gravel on top of them. So you do have to be a little cautious for your footing. Yeah. You, you tend to like want to just I've definitely like on fallen on my butt on those before. And it was funny though, cause we had camped with Sophia for like almost a week at that yeah. point, but this was the first Day that we actually hiked a full day mm-hmm, with her mm-hmm. so it was actually fun because i we we got that to chat true, yeah. pretty much the whole yeah. the whole time we hiked mm-hmm. and it was one of those days that could feel a little monotonous as yeah. you're going down all these stone steps and you're having to pay attention to footing and the scenery it was like once again beautiful but it was different than a lot of the other sierra scenery it was like this random canyon yeah, yeah. that felt like it was didn't this belong. king's canyon I'm uh, just kidding. yeah that's funny but it was fun to break out up the day by just having yeah. a chance mm-hmm. to visit with sophia a little mm-hmm. bit more and it's kind of interesting because it's actually an area on gut hook where there's a lot of comments warning you to be aware <laughs> of there's this like wood creeks water slide 
where I guess sometimes people will go down the granite because it forms a good slide. Yeah. But then there's a ton of comments like, do not go down this. Somebody broke their ankle here. <laughs> and I was looking at it the other day and it was like, um, this is a great way to cap off your bucket list. <laughs> So it was kind of, the river was pretty, the way that it just kind of flowed down the smooth granite. That was really neat. It was pretty, and I am remembering, like, once again, going down all the stone steps and then being like, oh my gosh, we're going up now. Yes, that was, uh, wow, quite quite the experience. But the thing that we were kind of looking forward to that day was to cross Woods Creek, which is the the river slash creek that we were walking along there was a suspension bridge, which we did not know about before hiking the John Muir Trail, yeah. right? But it is kind of a funny story. We learned about it when we were talking to one of the people we met at Muir Trail Ranch, and he was talking about how he's going to spend like three or four days at the iconic suspension bridge, just really enjoy it. And I remember later on, we were kind of laughing about that because we were like, what do you do at a suspension bridge? Yeah, like, just, you carry this extra food so you can just like sit Stand there. there and like bounce yeah, on and it. Yeah, someone was he... saying like, I think I heard his backpack clinking one time, like maybe he brought a few bottles of wine. <laughs> So we did kind of have a good laugh about that. Finally, the terrain leveled out and we could see on far out that we were getting close to crossing the suspension bridge. So we were rounding a corner and there was um, a man and a woman standing there it looked like they were kind of just taking a rest break yeah and at that time another we, fellow too. we thought that those two people were hiking together but it turned yeah, out that we, they yeah. were both hiking by themselves mm-hmm. and then they were going southbound like us and then there was another guy like approaching from the distance and he was walking northbound yeah uh so he said hello to us and he said just wanted to give you guys a heads up but there are two bears just around the corner mm-hmm. a mother bear and her cub yep um they're really close to the trail so you need to be aware of that and i did you know call out hey bear to them make my presence known and the mama bear she like didn't even look at no, me she was so care. busy doing her thing but yeah. i just wanted to let you guys know and so i feel like that kind of causes like, oh, a little spike a, in the heart rate bear coming up because i think you know because people had seen bears we'd obviously well not me but carrie had heard a bear at mm-hmm. our campsite I don't know, you get this feeling like maybe a bear encounter is inevitable. Yeah. And we were really appreciative there was someone to, like, introduce us us to the situation. Just like, surprise! But, of course, when he's saying it's a mama bear and her cub, you're like, oh, that's That's the one you don't like. (laughs) Exactly. So, I feel like... Could we see it from where we were standing, actually? Or did we walk no, a little we closer? No, we couldn't. We had to walk farther. Mm-hmm. So we so walked around the bend. Well, I think we, we talked to the person, and so his name was Jeff, and I don't know what the gal's name was. Mm-hmm. Catherine. Catherine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So we, we were like, well, do you guys want to walk past the Mama Bear and Cub with us just so we're in a larger group? And they said, sure. And so we, you know, kept walking, and you could kind of see her through the trees. And then, of course, the trail curved, and it was just this open view of Mama Bear and Cub, and I don't think they were more than 30 feet away from no, us. No, they were super close to the trail. And normally, you know, you just say, okay, well, I'll give a bear its space. Well, you can't really do that because <laughs> um, you actually have to cross the creek where <laughs> the bridge is because it's definitely one you wouldn't want to ford. And you can only cross one at a time on the suspension bridge. So it was kind of funny. We had to like uh, just pile up. I'll stand there looking at the bear. Well, one person at a time went across. And this was when I realized that um, baby cubs are really like not helpful to their moms at all. Because <laughs> it was funny, that mama bear, she's just foraging, working, grunting, doing her thing, getting ready for winter. And that baby was just playing. It was actually really cute. Yeah. I think I wrote in my journal that it was just a really calm and yeah, peaceful bear encounter. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 
and because someone had given us a heads yeah. up that it was there and all those things, I I was really glad that we got to see it that way. Mm-hmm. The first bear I ever saw was in Washington, and it was um, about a mile away. Like, it was just yeah. this black speck moving across this very steep slope, and, and you could tell it was a bear, but it was really fun to see bears that close up, and we really, we, like, you know, called to the bear and made our presence known, and did she look up one time, or did she never look up? Uh, she did kind of, like, perk her head up, and I think she was just like, blah, I don't yeah. care. She's like, I got so much work I to do. I literally do not and care. This cub and this is cub not is doing not, anything to help me. Yeah. It's just sitting here. Yeah. It's playing. Yep. Uh, but yeah, very cute and calm yeah. bear sighting. It was kind of interesting at the suspension bridge, because there was a lot of people there. Like, I felt on like the other was, side. Yeah, on the yeah, other side. People camping. And it was kind of, it was weird, because I feel like we'd had a couple days where it was pretty minimal yeah. on the people, and then it was... Yeah. You know, that's close. That's like an iconic area. It's a little bit easier to get to. It's part of a loop, I, I think believe. Did you say if you would have kept going on the trail, um, like, I don't know, because the trail turned and then you follow the PCT, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think we were only 10 miles from a trailhead when we yeah, got to the Yeah, which bridge. is just weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so there there was just like so many people there and there's all these bear lockers. I think there's a ton of bear activity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. honestly, I was like, man, I don't think I'd want to spend multiple nights camped yeah. here because I feel like you just have to be so careful about Very your vigilant. food and everything yeah. and watching for bears. You know, there's some areas they say, do not take your pack off. Yeah. You know, if you, like if you take your pack off, take all of your food out because- yeah. If the a bear, bear takes your pack, like, that is not good for you, for the bear, and it's obviously super annoying. <laughs> but it was just, once again, so ironic that, yeah. of course, we had to stand there while one know, person at a time, time went over the bridge, yeah. and I went first, actually. I know. Um, I was, like, the second to last. I was like, how's this work so out? So you had extra time viewing yeah. the bear, huh? Mm, well, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was so special. Yeah, I was like, well, I hope that they all make it, and that they're not yeah. mauled by a bear yeah. while I'm But at least I'll make it. <laughs> But I'm on the other side safe. Mm-hmm. The the suspension bridge was interesting, though, because once you started to get to the middle, there was a lot of movement and swaying and bouncing, and I swore there was someone on the bridge behind me, and I was going to turn around and be like, please don't get on the bridge yet, and there was no one else. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. just, and I think everyone had that experience. Yeah, you're like, stay off the bridge. It's yeah. like, there's literally no one on there except yeah. for you. Yeah, it was a bouncy bridge. All the angels. Anyway, so <laughs> she, we all crossed the bridge and it was pretty uneventful. And then I just remember it being kind of funny because we were like, well, we got to keep going because we want to at least get to Ray Lakes. And so we're trying to push uphill and Jeff was kind of in front of us. Yeah. So then we passed him and Catherine and then we were going kind of fast, but then I was like, I gotta use the bathroom. I gotta use the bathroom. And then I like, had to stop, try to use the bathroom, be aware of bears, yeah. like try not to let anybody see me because there's so many people <laughs> Honestly, around. Yeah. And it was just like, I was, and, but also I felt pressure to go fast because it's awkward if you pass someone and then yeah. they pass you and then yeah. you pass them and it's just like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and so then we just kind of kept heading up. And I remember as we were heading up, there was this one spot that had a campsite that we considered. Yeah. And remember, it was a marsh. Yeah, it was this marshy area. Yeah. We were like, no, yeah, this I'm is like, not interesting. I'm not about that. But there were a lot of people there at were... campsites already. Yeah, and the, so that was a little stressful because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I think there was one spot we were like, well, we could camp here. Yeah. I think it was maybe two miles yeah. below Dollar Lake. Yeah. And I don't think there was an open campsite. No, it was by, it was a, by a little waterfall. Yeah. And there was like three people there already. Yeah. Which we were like kind of shocked tents. about. Yeah, because it was a very small campsite. So it kind of felt like, oh, I guess we might have to go to the Ray Lakes yeah. whether or not it makes so, sense. So we ended up ascending about 2,000 feet to get to Dollar Lake. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, there were some tent sites available to us. And Chantel was already there. So we did our yeah. little, it was pepper! It was so fun because we didn't know <laughs> if she was going to go to Ray Lakes or stop at Dollar Lakes. And she had actually just finished setting up camp, yeah. too. 
Yeah. And so that was really fun because we were like, well, I don't know if we'll see um, if we'll see Chantel at all today. But then we got to camp with her for another night. Yeah. We got to Dollar Lake at 5 p.m. And so I was sure we would could do all these activities. It was a really yeah. scenic spot. Mm-hmm. And Carrie and I had brought, against our better judgment, our sketchbooks, yeah. which are very small very notepads. Small. But we never sketched nope. anything on the JMT. Mm-mm. But I was like, oh, we, full, we for sure are going to draw something here. Mm-hmm. But nope, we did not. Yep. Uh, but we, you know, Chantel was there. So we, yeah. first of all, had to find some good spots to set up our tents. And then we got started making our dinner. Put on that those cozy camp clothes oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and i think i briefly thought like do i want to swim and then and then i was like i just found some toilet paper right next to the lake (laughs) oh man yeah Mm. no so that was a little bit of a sad spot where you could tell there's a lot of usage and uh, i don't know Uh, you end up finding kind of like some trash and things like that many a thing yeah and and that's not fun (laughs) but it was like really a beautiful spot and so at first it was just us and chantelle and we were like we're all alone in our camp for the night yeah and i think it's kind of fun too because it felt like we finally had like a crew kind of you know yeah. like people that you ended up hiking with um by choice and and camping and with camping and with and visiting with. with yeah that night we had our peak refuel uh oh cheese and gosh. broccoli which is like maybe the best thing i've ever oh had oh my gosh it was so oh, good. it was like euphoric to have oh it really was <laughs> yep and then we had some other campers roll into the area. Catherine showed up, and that was when we learned her name. Yeah. Uh, I think Sophia visited with her for a while. And she she gave like... Sophia some food, I think, because yeah. <laughs> uh, she had, like, all these different things to eat. But it, I thought it was ironic. She was a PCT through hiker, and she had hiked, you know, the desert section. Then she had flipped up and gone and gone southbound. And so she was actually ending oh, yeah. her hike there because yeah. she had already done Whitney up to that point. Yeah. Like, she was completely done. But the funny thing is, we've met two, like, pretty much through hikers have, um, you know, they've got nicknames or yeah, trail names is a better so word. <laughs> but we have met two PCT through hikers without nicknames who have been on the trail for a significant amount of time. And they both were named Catherine. Yeah. I'm like, I guess that when your name is Catherine, you're like, that's a good enough name. I don't need a trail name. <laughs> I know. And one was within, what, 300 miles or yeah, less of yeah. being done so with the trail. So it's not like they had just started the, other, the trail. <laughs> they were Catherine's. They were committed to remaining Catherine. <laughs> Catherine of 21 and yep, Catherine of 22. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Catherine of 23. I'm sure I she'll know. be lovely. It's going to be wonderful. Yep. We, uh, so it was interesting because then a couple, like Catherine rolled in and then there were a couple other hikers and then mm-hmm. there was one couple and we just knew that they were not JMT or PCT yeah. hikers because they could bring chairs. excess. Yes. Mm-hmm. They had chairs. So yep. they like set up their camp and did they have like little lights or yeah, something oh, for their Yeah, they had tent? cute stuff. Yeah. yeah, they were cute. But we just kept looking at their chairs. I was like, they don't really need those chairs. They're just probably out here for one night. We need those chairs. And it was funny because we brought all that cash with us because <laughs> we weren't sure. Never spent a dime of it. And we never spent any of it, but we kept being like, do you think we could just pay them like 20 bucks in cash and then like 20 minutes in the chair? Like that probably would be worth it because I started thinking, man, I would love to rest my spine against something. I don't want to support that all the time. Freeloader. <laughs> yeah, no. So we really, like, I think we spent a good, like, 10 minutes of our conversation yeah. over supper talking about how much we would love to yeah. sit in a chair. But I don't think any of us no. had the courage to approach no, them. we should have. Cash would have been really funny. <laughs> I would just love though. to see what would have happened. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, it was just a really fun time of, like, visiting and reminiscing and... 
Like, I think we had hot tea. Maybe we even had a dessert that night. Oh, a rare dessert. Perhaps. Yeah, I think we had, like, cheesecake. So it was one of those nights that just felt really good. And, and one thing I will circle back to was when Sophia was talking to Catherine, that was the first time we heard that there was maybe some bad weather rolling ooh, in, which would yeah. kind of shape the rest of our trip. Yeah. And I was also just thinking about how there must have been an area where we could have filtered water that was actually flowing out of Dollar Lake, but we ended up just scooping. That was where I said not to because oh, that was where I found the right. toilet paper. Okay. Yeah. I went over there to just change my clothes because there was like a little mm, bit of trees and yeah. I was like, thank God, not everyone has to see me change. <laughs> and then I just, of course, like had my foot out of my shoes, like stepped on this rock <gasps> and it wobbles and I ah! looked down and there's like toilet paper all around ah! it and I was like... Mm, I'm probably not going to be filtering water below this stream. Exactly. So we filtered our water out of the lake itself. Yeah. And it was ridiculous how warm Dollar yeah. Lake felt. But mm-hmm. there was also some algae and stuff floating yeah. in it. So you had to kind of figure out where yeah. you wanted to filter. But as the sun started to set, it got cold like immediately. Yeah. Like as soon as the sun went behind the granite, mm-hmm. it was a chilly evening. Um, but and it I was just... funny because I think originally we were like, we're going to go to bed so early, but then it was such a clear night It was gorgeous. that Molly and Sophia started checking out the stars and then pretty soon everyone's out there laying there looking at the stars oh. and it's so cold, but it was so pretty. I mean, those stars were just stunning. And I think a lot of times, you know, you've got your schedule kind of set out and when the sun goes down, you go to bed yeah. and for good reason, because oh, yeah. you're exhausted mm-hmm. and then you want to lay in your tent and not sleep or sleep. Um, but it was just... I think the sun was going down a little bit earlier because yeah. now we're halfway through September. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite places to view stars was in the Sierras. Yeah. Carrie and I got the opportunity to do like a little stargazing when we were doing a night hike in Yosemite years ago. And I remember that being some of the most yeah. beautiful stars yeah. I'd ever seen. It was seen. a semi-unintentional night hike. <laughs> but the thing was, every time we would stop, and I would just turn off my headlamp to preserve my batteries. Exactly. But then I was just like, wow, I'm really going to take in this moment yeah. and enjoy the stars because, I mean, they're so beautiful. And it was really fun because we I wanted to do a little stargazing because I knew it was going to be so beautiful, yeah. no light pollution. And so when the sun first set, there were like three stars and Mm -hmm. then it was like every you know couple of minutes it multiplied until the sky was just full of stars and so we got to see the big dipper yeah the milky way and it like reflected in the lake yes um because it was a very still lake and ultimately it was cold but we had been in a place so much colder the night before (laughs) in that valley because i don't think our tent frosted over that night it did not so it it was cold but it was like actually manageable and i want to think that maybe our tent partially dried yeah yeah i think it did because it was sunny and and it was an open space but i do remember i was like shivering as i was laying there looking at the stars and i was like okay i know i need to go back and and actually go to bed but it it was like every couple of minutes you stayed out there the more beautiful it got so it was hard to get back into the tent but that was a very beautiful night yep today's far out comment of the week comes from christy spring which is close to mount mclaughlin in or in oregon and ironically a place that we went in the summer of 2022 as a sort of a preparatory hike which ended up being in early july very rainy, lots of mosquitoes. Here's here's the comment. So uh, I think the the runner up I'll read first. Um, well, technically it's the first runner up because yeah. there's I guess rather than the far out comment of the week, I would call this the far out commentary of the week. <laughs> so and it's is ironic because these comments came from like basically the same time when yeah. we were into that spring, and, and they're accurate. They're accurate. So the first runner up is uh, by Hot Wire Hikes. The price of this cool water is one liter of your blood paid directly to the mosquito overlords. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. 
Uh, Runner-up number two, Blow Up Your TV, says, Everyone gets to be a blood donor here. Bring your own juice and cookies. Yeah, Mm. I like that one. Amen to that. And then Carrie will read the last. All right, this comes from Indy. At first, the trail to this water was calm. The faint chuckle of birds in the forest canopy. A rustle of wind. Then, a tinny pitch so high I thought my earbuds must finally be giving in after weeks of sweat and humidity. I felt a needle pierce my beard, then one in my cheek. And I saw an unmistakable beak of a small insect trapped between my left eye and the lens of my sunglasses. Oh no. I ripped off my glasses and swatted the air furiously, <laughs> pull in each hand like a lightsaber. I stumbled over a root and nearly fell face first onto a pile of rocks, my water bottles ejecting from their pockets into the forest below the trail. It was too late for them. It was too late for me. The sound of a scream filled the air. I couldn't tell whose it was. Maybe my own. These mosquitoes are armed and very ultralight. Be safe out there. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Two Two Sisters Sisters on Adventures Adventures podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. And as always, find us on Instagram and Facebook for our photos. And you know where to find us for our podcast because you're already listening to it. (laughs) Bye. Bye.